What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Logic Bomb Podcast. Been a couple weeks. We missed you. Uh, we've been very busy, though, and we have lots to talk about now. Uh, we're going to talk about the new map came into Siege. Uh, I don't. I haven't gotten to play it on the live servers yet. It keeps getting banned for me, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, new uh, event went live in Siege this week. Pretty awesome, I think. I, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about some esports stuff as far as some ping issues in Asia. Uh, as well as we're starting to know uh, all the qualifiers for the Charlotte Major. Uh, and at least we know all the NA. I think EU is getting settled today. So, yeah, lots to discuss. And uh, let's get into it. What's up? Yo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> man, we you are high the, energy you, today. I was going to say, you picked the brightest co-host you could have, man. <laughs> no, I, I think we need to keep this like... What, what was it he said in the comment? The sleep-deprived oh, yeah. college student energy. I, oh. I like it. It's I like fitting. it. Well, well, that ping thing. Can I can I get an explanation yeah. of what that was about? Because sure. we talked about it just before the stream. So obviously, when they moved APAC North and South separate, they had to work out what they were going to do with Australia. That and people can argue this however they wanted, but Australia is the problem here. None of the other regions are really that far away from each other that they are quote unquote the problem. Australia's always been the problem, but they've always had decent enough teams, especially in the international sphere, so you can't exclude them, and so it became a problem. So they went, all right, let's just do APAC North and South. COVID hits. Okay, well we just forced them to play online. What happens when you force Australia? To play with Southeast Asia, you get pings that are should be at the very least. You get pings that are unplayable. Um, they force them to play on these pings. Uh, they force them to use a VPN, and in doing all of those things, it not the problem isn't solved. And so, when they're doing APAC playoffs, for example, like now, um, the Australian teams or vice versa will play on ping that makes it so like for example there was a moment in one of the games today where they were extending their shield on screen the observer the shield is fully extended but they died through their shield and that's because obviously the shot went through before yada yada we know ping related things so um players don't know what to do they're very upset yada yada so that is the long and short of it i mean that's that should be fairly simple right because it's just not okay that it's not okay there's right. not a lot more to it because it's not fair for the team with a high ping. It's not fair for the team with a low ping. Yeah. It's it's horrible to play against and it's horrible to play ass. And you cannot figure out what the better team is with that. So yeah. what do you do? It, do you separate the regions again and give an extra spot? <clears throat> Why not? Like if you can't get them to play close enough, if you can't get everyone to be under and like I'd say 90 ping as the yeah. very, very maximum. Even yeah. that is is a horrible experience when it comes to comp. Well, um, okay. So wouldn't wouldn't the simplest but probably most expensive solution be to hold the qualifiers on a land? You can't. Not in Asia. Not in because, Australia. Because of some of the, the COVID protocol. COVID rules oh, in the, okay, in okay, the world. okay. Yeah. That, that right. also doesn't change anything because that's only your qualifier. Yeah. Right. What about everything gotcha. else? Yeah. Okay. I, I, like, I well, don't know. I don't see is I mean the playoffs are like the only international or interregional gotcha. one that they have outside okay. of the qualifiers, I suppose. But there are qualifiers as well, you're right, which then supersede into the playoffs and I don't know how many of those spread across multiple regions. But it's enough that one, there's not enough money in APAC South to pay for what you're saying. Uh only North America has enough money for land like that, and even then it's tenuous. 
And not um, it's not even just a money thing. It's it's not that NA has that much money to throw around, right? It's also that it's just easy for them to do it. Easier. It's impossible um, to get a visa in Australia to do that. Yeah. I mean, the Australian I mean, guys yeah. can't even get into Japan. Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, is, is that is this like a situation where like, man, look, like we're doing the best we can, but COVID sucks, and this is unfortunate. We feel for you, but. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is. This was planned before COVID. Like, this is the thing. As I said to the players, like, this is the circumstance and you have to play in it. But they should have come up with a redundancy when the pandemic struck and said, well, this is not going to work in a pandemic world. These weren't the plans we had originally for this, like, you know, sub-region plan. And they should have said, we're going to go back to Oceania as its own region. Maybe SCA and APAC North battle it out for spots. I don't know. I don't know what the ping is like there, but... They should have changed it to something else. And the fact that they didn't means that now players have to fight amongst these sub-regions and complain when they're, they're not the problem. Mm. What's Valorant, CS, Dota, League? What's everyone else doing right now? Their own region. Like, their own fucking region. Like, Japan is its own region. Korea is its own region. Okay. No North, no South, no... Yes, there's SEA, of course. But, like, you know, there's obviously the very, very close-knit SEA uh oceania doesn't have a team i'd i'd rather see the overall national uh like quality of play drop and then have it be more spots but only get one from each country if if that's how you're gonna do it um sure it'll be easier to qualify so what mm. then you're gonna have everyone there being upset that oh well Australia gets a free slot or mm. Japan gets a free... Someone's going to try and see if they can take it at some point, right? And it's still better than having to play at 150 ping or above. Well, yeah. didn't they Didn't they do something with Brazil where they brought the qualifiers to the event and did, like, the final qualification there? And then... At Sweden, yeah. Yeah, so what about... But that, that was because they fucked it so royally. So, okay. So, like, like I guess... You know, just brainstorming without being overly familiar with the topic. You know, if they broke it down, like you were saying, like Valorant and CS are doing now, where Japan's its yeah. own region, Korea's its own yeah. region, Australia's its own region. I mean, that's and very then, intense in and, Siege, for right, sure, yeah. Right, and then, and then, you know, the champions from those regions come to Charlotte, and before that event starts, they play their interregional qualifier there. The winner goes on to the tournament or whatever. You know, the two, the two top uh, teams go on to the tournament there, the main event. Uh, and the other ones go is home. Is this your budget? Yeah, I get. I, you know, I mean, is this well, your budget? Well, 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 okay, okay. So what? You're flying. You're flying. What? Uh, maybe four extra teams to the event and putting up in a hotel for a week, something like that. Um, okay, you severely misunderstand the budget for Rainbow yeah, Six Siege I Sports. So. I, I, mean, <laughs> I actually, actually, I don't think like team wise is, is a very, very small part of it. Bringing a, bring a full team plus hotel, all of that is a very small sure, cost but... compared to just a venue. Um, very, very small. Yeah. Like yes, we, we, we do the math of that real. Be. No, no, From no. From things no. I've like, been told, it's yeah, very but, different. That, that might be, but it, it, it's not a big thing. And then if you can't get the budget to that, you might not be able to afford running a comp. Um, if you can't bring the, yes. the teams, then you don't have enough money to run the competition. Yeah. Um, Correct. And, and and knowing what some venues cost and what some of the events have cost, uh, bringing in five extra people or six extra people with a hotel that's pre-booked, food, all that, 
it's almost nothing. That like it should be nothing. I a hundred percent agree. With no, you. no, no. But but it, like the amount of money is not going to be less or more whether you're Riot, Ubi, or anyone, right? Like it doesn't matter. The, okay. the money that it costs to bring a team in is going to be the money it costs to bring the team in, unless you do something crazy. Yeah, um, correct. You don't have to live at a five star hotel. No, no. Right. I look. I just from what I know, which I obviously can't speak in depth about. I know that there are costs that are cut so that bigger venues and whatnot can be the priority. I know yeah. that venues and everything are the priority and other things have to be cut as a result. Yeah, yeah that's normal. Everyone, everyone is doing that, right? Like everyone sure. will always put the venue first and then mm. teams come like fifth. Well, mm. but I think maybe the issue is, you, is, the, is, the, is the prioritization of the, menu, uh, of the venue compromising your competitive integrity. That, that's, that, I think that's the big, the, the big thing we're sure. talking about here, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Which, you know, to me, to me, like, yeah, you can read into that some, but you can also say COVID sucks and it is, it is, you know, but I mean, we've been dealing with it for a while. Like you, like you just said, maybe they should, they, they should have had workarounds <laughs> at this point. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the bottom line is I feel for the players that have put in a yeah. ton of work and are, you know, grinding to try to, you know, uh, hit this goal that I'm sure they've set for themselves and their team and to do it with a hundred ping on a VPN is, yeah. is, is tough, man. I, I feel for him. It's not, I don't great. know. What was the point of the, the VPN? So I, I, like, I understand you'll get, you might be able to get different routing and they might be able to lower the ping by like 10 or 20 or something max to them, to them. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, but was that why they were full? I, I, I assume so, yes. But and then when they offered alternate VPNs that offered better uh, routing or whatever, they would uh, deny it because they have the selected VPN, the only one you're allowed mm. to use. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um. All right. Well, I yeah, I, I feel for my, my heart goes out to those players and that, that sucks. Um. I don't know. I, I want to talk about the map a little bit. Are you guys uh, okay with that, or do you, is there anything else on that on that topic? No, I just hope it gets um, sorted out for them. Yeah, I know what it's like to yeah. to be from a small small region, a a region <laughs> that a region that uh, uh, sucks when it comes to globalization. So I hope that gets sorted out. And the biggest excuse will be that that is managed by ESL and. Uh, Apex South, which is Ubisoft Australia, I believe, does some of the stuff with that. Um, so if it's managed by a completely different management group, it's going to be very easy for Ubisoft Global to just turn around and say that's their fault. Which, if it is their fault, what can we do? So that's it. Hmm. Um. Okay. New map. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Have sad. I'm sad. Oh. I'm sad. Uh, I have not played the new map in the live servers yet. It's been banned every time it has been available to me. Uh, as a solo queue player, I feel like your odds of playing the new map right now are pretty low. Um, and I yep. think, I think that, uh, I think that it's pathetic. Uh, you know, I'm just going to yep. say it. Uh, listen, it's a video game. Everybody's welcome to play this video game however they want. Okay. But for the Siege community to yell at the devs for lack of new content and no new maps for three years and then to ban it when it, and not even give it a chance, it's just pathetic to me. And, you know, like we, 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 talked, we talked last week about, or the last, last episode, I think it was, about, you know, the, the, how 
you know, crosswalking in this site with an F2 is, you know, maybe more viable now. And it's debatable, whatever, you know, there, was, there were different sides of that argument. Uh, utility playing a smaller role, uh, you know, just talking about how people are planting less. I think this, this whole thing has been such a revelation to me. And to me, what it comes down to is that the Siege player base right now is lazier than it's ever been that I can remember. And I say that in the sense that the Siege player base right now, the people playing Siege want to get on and rank up in the easiest way possible. And they want to do that by getting on and shooting the other team in the face. They don't want to have to do setups. They don't want to have to breach walls. They don't want to have to plant. They want to get on. They want to pick Twitch. They want to shoot the other team in the face and they want to rank up. That is it. They don't care about learning. They don't care about trying new things. They don't care about stratting. They don't care about any of that. And it's, it's so sad to me. It, it, it like, I think about like year one and year two of Siege when we would get new content and it was all about, okay, let me see if I can figure out like the best mirror placements on this site. Let me see if I can figure out the new lines of sight. Let me see if I can tear this map apart and really break it down. Let me see if I can be the first person to come up with a really cool strat for this site. What are the best sites? All of that. And now it's just like ban it because I want to rank up. And I want to rank up in the easiest way possible. And that's it. God, that is the most beautiful rant I've ever I, heard. Yeah, I could have listened to that. You know, that's my new ringtone if someone could send me that. <laughs> um, I need that. I'm playing that every, every night I go to sleep. I mean, I'm just sitting here nodding like a bobblehead because, <laughs> um, because everything you said is how I feel. And I don't think I really knew how to put words. So, I mean, you and I have obviously vocalized it in different ways, you know, that people don't plan as much we feel, they don't open walls as much, whatever. We're trying to point out all these little factoids that, you know, feed into that one point of that people are lazy. People are lazy. People want to rank up. I think the ranking system has been one of the most crippling parts of Siege that has brought it down to its knees for a very long time. Uh, the introduction of champion, you know, double, triple folded that. Um, I think there's just so much that we've lacked from the very beginning. And I think if we had started Siege now, we would feel 40 times better than those of us who had started Siege two years ago. So I think Ubi has massively fucked up with their FOMO root in ranked. Mm -hmm. The whole idea of champion, the leaderboard, the way this whole thing is being handled or has been handled up until now, it's all about just keeping people there and caring about, oh, I just got to win the next game. I just got to win the next game. I just got... And it doesn't matter at what cost it comes to, right? Like, we've mentioned it a million times. Cheating has definitely gotten worse since champion was introduced mm -hmm. uh, across all ranks. So has smurfing to some extent and... Um, the idea that we can see the ELO, all of that, it, it's just made for a less pleasant, competitive setting. And then people can say, oh, but it's just ranked. Yeah, but fuck you, because it's all like 99% of us will ever play. Yeah. Right. right? It's, it's the highest for most of us. Then there's all these tier four goblins that are pretending like uh, playing like one scrim makes it a massive difference between rank. It really doesn't. Right. If we could take rank serious and try our best and try to learn new things, test new maps, do setups. Like I've played uh, the new map probably 10 times in rank so far. Uh, but we've done this by saying we're banning Emerald. 
<laughs> You're the then, liar on the other team. <laughs> 100%. I am trying to deceive as many people as possible with the whole we ban this map thing because I hate the fact that you can even tell the other team what yeah. map you're going to ban. It, it's so stupid. Yeah. Um, so we get to play it, and then I spend a little bit of time on it custom, learned a, a few cool things, and, and you get a kill doing one of these like little elaborate setups or something, and people will lose their shit. Like, oh my god, you're striding on new map. Oh, you spent time in cost. Like, how is that a bad thing? How should you not be sitting there thinking, holy fuck, maybe I should go and, you know, spend 20 minutes in a custom game and just walk around, just like look at the map. What could I possibly, where are the bomb sites? What could I do here? Where could I put my electrical so it's harder to deal with? Like, how is this possibly some forgotten art in Siege? <laughs> that you could actually spend a little bit of time to improve your possible matches like in the future. But no, no, it's just like click rank play and then blame everything else if it doesn't go your way. Um, you know, I've, I've, heard, I've heard people who won't play with me because I expect a certain standard in my stack if you stack with me. You mm -hmm. want to know what that standard is? Default setups and drones on flanks. That is my standard, and people won't play with me because they're expected not to alt-tab and watch a flank drone when they die, and they're <laughs> expected to at least, at the very least, have a composition on defense that has a setup with some lines of sides, maybe, you know, a Kaid on the wall here or a hatch there, you know, a default, and people are like, oh, no, Jess is too serious about the game. Oh, my God, I hope your chair has one of those poles in the middle that drops down in between it. That's what I hope. Like, awesome. I, have, I have the same. Like, my, the, I think the bare minimum... So, so may, maybe this is just Bam like old, old angry uh, boomer shit. It, it might be. Maybe. But if, if, if I'm in a five stack, you say when you go AFK. Yes. If you walk away from your PC, just tell people. No one's going to say, <laughs> like, no one's going to say, oh, no, you can't go for a piss. It's not like, <laughs> it's not cool. I'm not going to stop you. But just say you walk away. Right. Instead of dying and then being like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to go do something and not letting anyone know. Because you, like, I'm going to assume, and, and the thing that, that scares me and makes me sad is that I have gone from assuming that you will be on a drone when you die yep. to assuming that you won't. Yeah, that's bad. Yep. This has happened like the last two years. Yep. I would rather play in low gold for the rest of yes. my life yes. with people that are automatically getting on a drone, giving like mediocre callouts but trying. Yep. Instead of these self-righteous, egotistical super pricks that play enchant yep. that are so cocky, I I got my kill, right? Yep. Well, I, I got one. the I got two entries with Twitch and then I died and now I'm gonna go on TikTok. Yeah. My buddy you oxygen thief. My buddy Foles says that like plat two, plat one is peak enjoyment yes. and rank for solo cures because you'll end up with that's like the perfect that's the best teammates that you can get any higher than that. And it just turns like toxic, like peak everything crazy. And that, that, that random teammates in plot two, plot one will set up a site and do things better than higher rank, uh, random teammates will. And, plot you know, that's three a general is a bit of a shoot fest. Yeah. It's very tedious. Yeah. It's very tedious yeah. because when I get placed in the start of the season, it's a shit fest yeah. in plat three. Yeah. But then between, you know, my run back to diamond three, that area, you, I will say if I do solo queue, it's not the worst in the world. So yeah. Okay. But diamond three games, most of them being cheaters. 
So I stopped playing on like back when you, you know, you have multiple accounts because you just couldn't because like it would just get, you would dodge or your team kill, you get banned and stuff like that. So I'd go on another account. So I don't, I can't really speak to that. Have you been playing Diamond 3 above recently, um, Zerone? Yeah, I've had my champ twice. Uh, okay. Has it been okay? Well, no, no, it's been horrible. Okay, sorry. I, my apologies um, for asking. I've, uh, I've played, wait, I'll check. I think today I hit the same... Uh, yeah, today I bypassed the same amount of ranked games as I played last season. Wow. In total. That's great. And, today. and I okay. will say, overall, I have had some insanely good games, like some really enjoyable games, both in stacks and a solo. I've played solo, just I just wanted to try for the last like week or something. I've, I've tried to play as much solo as possible. And it's been all right. Okay. What's been funny... And, and and this is a thing we normally at like as, as content creators get a lot of shit for, right? Is that we call everyone sus or like we we we're scouting <laughs> a lot of things. Um I've been changing my name as much as I can. I get yep. recognized even when solo queued. Uh probably I'd say more than 50% of the games. So Ubisoft, if you're listening, your stream mode doesn't work for shit and you need to change that. Yep. Um it, it does nothing. The numbers at the end and the and the third party are, are just gonna give it away every time to people and who care. The, and they and add the me icon. as a friend. Yeah, and, and they the add icon. me as a friend, bro. Um, yeah. but it's been hilarious to see how many in the games where you don't get recognized quickly, how many times I've been called out for being sus mm -hmm. or uh, a random teammate on my team has called out a random guy in the other team that I didn't notice anything on. Or the guy in the other team called out a guy in my team. No one trusts anyone anymore. Yeah. And we are all assuming that if there is a guy with one kill on the other team, he's boosted. He's a team <laughs> trying to lower KD. It couldn't possibly be a guy who just dropped 13 kills the last game and just had a bad game, right? It couldn't possibly be that. Um, and if a guy is dropping double digits, he's smurfing, cheating, or something, right? No one is ever, like, they never look at each other and go like, oh, yeah, we'll play. Nice shot. Half the yeah. time I see people write nice shot, like, two rounds later, they're insulting the same dude. It's, it's absurd what rank has turned into. Well, so, all right. I, I guess, I guess, what, what, is, what has got me thinking is, okay, so... Counter-Strike, for example, it, it is a game that is, um, I, at least from my perspective, uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a game that the direction of Siege is heading and maybe we're there where you only have the super sweaty players left. Okay. Um, so I guess my question would be, is Counter-Strike bringing in new players? Because I feel like here, here's what I'm getting at. I feel like new players looking at Siege right now feel like they are so far behind mm. and that they have so much to learn. And if they are the type of player that I would call a casual player and keep in mind, whenever I'm saying casual, I'm not saying they don't play ranked. I'm just saying I call a casual player, a person whose goal is when they, when they log on to rainbow six siege is to have fun and they can do I'm, that. I'm a casual. They, they can do that by winning or by losing. Shut up. Zerody. It's, it's more fun to win. It's more fun to win for everybody, but it is possible to still have fun in this game and lose if you played a good match against people who weren't cheating and maybe you learned a new line of sight or you learned a new setup or something like that. Like, I walk away from those matches like, wow, that was fun. You know what I mean? It would have been awesome, more fun to get the win. But anyway, 
my fear is that that player is gone in Siege. And I have some evidence to back this up, okay? For example, if you look at the Steam charts, the new event, which is awesome, by the way, I think it's one of the best new events that we have had, didn't move the needle on the player base at all. If you look at the day-to-day comparison, Mm-hmm. There was not an influx of players that got on to play the new event. Okay. L- l- launching the new map did not move the needle on the player base at all. Really? So, yeah. Are so, we talking about the new season? The, like when n- it. The new season, yes. New map, okay. no. But, oh, right. Because it was dropped later. My apologies. Yep. What comes with the new season? The opportunity to start ranked over again. The only reason people are playing this game right now is to rank up. Nobody cares about new content. Nobody cares about arcane modes. Nobody cares about any of that. They just want to rank up. And it's so sad to me. The game is so much more than that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. So so here's what the current player base is. And, and it's possible that console player numbers are different. Okay? It's very possible. But here's what that... Here's what the current PC player base is telling the devs. Do not touch this game. Do not add new content. Do not add arcade modes. Do not add anything. At best, maybe you mess with some nerfs and buffs here and there, but most of the time that just upsets them because you're messing with their main anyway. Don't touch this game. Just leave it alone and just let us reset our rank every season and we'll be happy. I have a counter argument. Okay. I have always thought Ubisoft's, and I'm, I have no doubt uh, this might be a contentious point for multiple people inside Ubisoft trying their best to do this. I think the marketing inside Ubisoft is the worst of any game I have ever played or been part of or worked ever in my entire career. I think the marketing is abysmal. I think the fact that it took that many years to show pro league games or to make marketing you know, attempts in any way about different arcade modes or event modes or anything like that is so bad. I would not have known about Rengoku unless someone else had messaged me to ask if I was going to play it on stream. I wouldn't have known about it. Where would I have seen it? Tell me where I was meant to see that. Where? I on guess my we'll see CS is, a Twitter post. CS is worse. Okay, yeah, and I haven't worked CS really like that, and I, I don't play it that much, so I don't know for sure. But if They're that's a good compar- if that's a good comparison, then CS, CS yeah. players can listen to this and then understand what I'm saying. I I guarantee you, if they gave me, they could give me shit all budget, and I could market this in a way that would be impactful because no one else has seen it marketed properly outside of Ubisoft Connect before. Maybe on their Twitter, maybe, and maybe it's like a week in advance, one post with like a nice little gift that goes with it and it looks pretty and that's cool. Um, but if you're not following it and it's not promoted to you, where else do I see this? I think a lot, uh, like a big problem is I wish the Rainbow Six team had full agency over the game. Mm-hmm. Instead of, and I get that, like corporate structure, all that stuff, yeah. and they have to go through Ubi. But so many of these small, little, annoying things would have been di- like. Let's yeah. take the, the the thing with like the fact that you can add anyone to friends list no matter what. Ugh. Right? The Rainbow Six team can't do shit about that. That's an Ubisoft thing. But how is that not a setting that is very important to be able to turn off? Right, because, like, why isn't that a stand? Because Ubisoft has one multiplayer game. Ubisoft is still the company of Far Cry and Assassin's Creed more than they are the company of Rainbow Six Siege. 100%, but 
the idea of having a, a platform is not a new one. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. You're, like you're, if, yeah. if I was going to build my own car today, I, I, I'd try to follow like the rule of I should probably have four wheels and doors <laughs> and windows. Like there, I could yeah. learn something from people, sure. right? Maybe there should be an engine. Um, I'm, I'm not going to just all of a sudden have, you know, three wheels, no engine and five antennas. Like, it, it, it's not that complicated to remember some of those things. It might be complicated to make them work. I will never claim any kind of experience or knowledge from that. I have no clue. But it doesn't seem like it's not there because it was difficult to do, more because it was just like, like an oversight, right? Then I think there are people th trying. I think there are genuinely people trying inside Ubisoft, which is why I put my disclaimer. Yeah, they're in. just not being because I've to. heard people who have said to me, "I'm trying to do this," and two years later, it happens. Two years it takes them to get that through the pipeline of whatever structure is inside Ubisoft and beyond. I'm like, are you kidding me? It takes you uh, two years. No wonder people leave left, right, and center because they can't do the things they need to do to do their job. I was having a rant about skins yesterday. Um, so I, I, I've never minded if if skins made you a little bit difficult to see or something like that, because I've always thought that in comp, just make it so there's no skins. And then in for the rest of us, and I mean including rank, because I don't care if you get chant because someone has Ember Rise or not. I couldn't care less. Um, allow people to have the skins on. It's good marketing. It's good promotion. Mm. Uh, if we go through the different uniforms, so headgears are quite different, right? Like there's a lot of headgears that actually make the character look a little bit different and add some sort of flair. Some of them are horrendous. The Toaster headgear for Jackal, I still despise it. Look at the uniform on, on operators. Most of them have, I'd say, between two and four different uniforms. The rest is the base default uniform with a retexture. It's not even like there's not a pouch or a pocket or a bullet or a, anything that is different on that character except for just the, the shader put on top of it. That is a horrible way to try and, and add skins to a game. You look at Overwatch, I've, I've played it a tiny bit, but you look at someone like, uh, I think the easiest one for me to remember would be the Soldier 76 guy or whatever his name is. There are plenty of skins that make that guy look slightly different, right? Like slightly different build uh, you, but you can still see that it's that character if we if we take siege or mute for example you have the standard you have the mute elite you have the battle pass mm -hmm. one that's it everything else is all the standard mute skin with different textures on but then you have like five or seven different headgears that make his face look completely different yeah, I, I don't get why they aren't putting more effort into that. And it all goes into the like now the event with the packs. I don't care if they charge five bucks or a hundred bucks for the packs. But why put so little effort in that it's just a slightly reskinned texture and nothing else? The headgears, again, cool for the ones that like them. I'm not I'm not a fan, but but cool. They they do something. All the uniforms are the same. And you cannot sit there and defend it and say, oh yeah, but it's because they want the characters to look alike. Fuck that, man. Like half the time I just see the head. I can't tell if it's a, like if it's a samurai head or a toaster or a paper bag, or I'm not going to know what operator that is if I'm new to the game. Right? Yeah. Um, and also when you then look at elites, right. the head gear changes massively. So that can't be the, the defense for it. But, but there are so many like small little things and it goes a little into the marketing stuff as well.
Mm. Like, why not? Why not? That, that's my question. Why have not? good skins that people want to buy and allow them to buy it? Remove this FOMO bullshit where you have to buy a, a group of packs. Mm. Um, and and I'm, I'm not even like trying to defend the people that couldn't control themselves and, and that have to buy the packs and stuff. But because I've never cared if you can afford the skins or if you if you want to buy them or if you can't buy them or it, like it's just a luxury thing that you might be able to get. But, but there are so many people that would probably enjoy having a cool uniform or a cool skin. Like, just allow them to have it. So, I mean, I, I think I'm the perfect example right there. With these most recent packs and the event, if I could individually buy a couple things, I would have. Mm. Uh, and mm. I would have spent some money on it. But I'm not going to buy the whole the whole bundle. I'm not going to buy it for some of those reskin. Exactly what, what Alex is talking about. They are literally the same gun with a different shader or the same uniform with a different shader or something like I can't I can't it's just a shit deal buy all it's that. 80 bucks. it is yeah and, and it's not like we're not sitting here demanding that oh well we deserve it no but oh, you'd like do our, you money, want our right? money yeah do you want do you want the money or not like, I want oh, do you know pay. how much money do you know how much money I'm spending <laughs> with riot yes I obviously working with Riot, I get yeah. you know incentives and whatnot but of my own money that I spend on the skins for example RGX uh RGB dropped today or yesterday or whatever and I had the RGX knife already, which knives are the most costly thing in the game you can buy. And so I thought, hmm, do I really want it? I go check the knife. It's They drop a bundle when they promote it. And it's very clear they're dropping the bundle. It's marketed very well. I know this shit is dropping because it's in my face in five different fucking platforms. I go on there and I'm like, oh, what does it do? And it's a butterfly knife that flicks around and it changes colors. I'm like, oh shit, this is different than the normal RGX. So not only have they remodeled it from the big sword that opens up into this butterfly knife that changes fucking colors and shit, but if you want, you could buy the bundle, which gives you a severe, you know, discount on all the other bundly ones. Or if you go into the bundle, you can buy it separately and it will tell you the separate price for each of them. Yes. Like and, 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 and it's priced yes. aggressively. Like it doesn't make a ton of sense to buy if you're buying no. more than one item individually. You're making a wrong I decision. I buy the whole bundle. Right, I'm right, like, yeah, right. You got to buy the but, bundle at but that still, point. Which at I least did, it's yes. an option. At least, at least yes. I despise the the carousel. I don't know if they still have that in, in Valorant. The carousel oh. where you only see a, a certain yeah. amount of yeah. skins and you have no, to no. It works and, so well psychologically. I'm sorry, but no, it works I, so well for I me. I understand that it works well, but that's the problem, right? Yeah. Like it, it is by all means a, a massive like pig move to do that. Yeah, it is. I, op I open the game every day, but, even if I don't play it, to look at my store. But, so they've got, that me. Is, they've got me. Okay. That is not a possible. Uh, like I'm I, again. Yeah, yeah, but but that's not a possible. Right? But the, sure. the but fact power... that you're so addicted that you have to go in and check is a horrible thing. Does the I fact mean, that Valorant is free to play that. though? Does it give it a pass yeah. when it comes no. to that? No, allow people to buy what they want and then price it accordingly. Because if you if you don't do not have to put things behind like random carousels that only appear at certain times to give people access to it, if you make something that is good, people are going to want to buy it. I know that this works because otherwise they wouldn't right. do it. And there's quite a lot of studies into the whole like yeah, like, it's basically gambling to some extent where. You're waiting for it to appear and you have to come yeah. back reoccurring and checking in. People are more it, likely it to buy it. It has people line and yeah, yeah. It really does. You <laughs> have to buy it, right? Because it might go away. When is it going to come back? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it is predatory beyond belief. I yeah. Again, I don't really care because I'm not one of right. the ones that are going to like be harmed by it. 
and, yeah. and I don't really know if anyone is actually harmed by it. Like if maybe you shouldn't be buying any skins if you can't control your skin purchase. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's a, it's a useless thing to do. My bigger uh, and, issue... And my bigger issue with Valorant is the way that you unlock agents. Uh, and maybe it's not an issue as much as I just think Siege does it in so much of a more... Um... It's the same thing, but different thing, by the way. It's well, the same thing that Siege does. Because but... you could buy with Renown, or I can grind XP, which Renown gives me in Siege. Mm -hmm. The same way in Valorant to unlock an agent, though. But the difference is that with Valorant, you cannot store the Renown... Like you can't see so siege i can store up my i can save up my renown in preparation yep. for this operator to be released and then once that operator is released i have my saved renown i get it as soon as i can as soon as it's available to me in valorant you can't okay. begin the grind to unlock the agent until that agent is released until it's dropped yeah yes but so, that's kind of the same in siege when we have like the the premium a week one yeah. week or two yeah. weeks of a, of a character which i could unlock in a week easy do you think you can un in, unlock in a valorant, valorant agent in a week yes yeah really okay all right yeah absolutely. I, i've always associated the grind being a little bit longer with valorant agents so mm, i mean i was in iceland and i unlocked three agents oh wow well, how okay. long was i in in iceland for yeah so okay and i was playing in between event days so that was rarely ever so i'm yeah, actually no. a big fan of, of like the unlock of something being a bit longer just Some because are. of the like like the the slight feeling of i finally got it i, I remember yeah. like playing battlefield i kind of liked aiming for that last weapon that was sure i, I will say like if we're looking at something like rank you should kind of have access to everything because it it, yeah. it might have a massive it's impact rough. on on how that game is going right but that's the thing in siege. Like I don't know. There's nothing for me to chase in siege when I play it. I I just play for the yeah because I enjoy the game. Imagine they had upgrade. Isn't that one of the biggest arguments at the moment? Like especially on like subreds and stuff. Like weapon level up or operator level up. Oh or, my god. Roll <laughs> level up or something like that. You know, like not rankings, but you know, you level it up. Like you, like when I used to play Call of Duty uh, competitively outside of scrims and comp. I just wanted to level up my fucking weapons. Like I was Dude. like, boom, I'm hitting every weapon like over and over. Like that shit was so fun to me. I know. Don't, don't even. It's still fun. I, 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 you're just going to oh, make really? me even Sorry. more. You're just <laughs> going to make me even more sad. I mean, operator mastery. Hello. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hello. It's ridiculous like... that there is nothing like that. Uh, you just putting the same operator and over and over. For, for what? I mean, I know to win, but like. No, but that is the good thing. Because right now, what are you picking your stuff based on? It's yeah, all meta bullshit. Yeah. Right? It. Ooh, I need to play this because this is the strongest. I just don't need to win. I need to win. Like, imagine how much more fun rank would be if people were sometimes playing stuff that weren't that meta because yeah. the other stuff was leveled up and they still wanted to make it work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine someone bringing three off meta characters and doing their goddamn best and bring it <laughs> and, and you know what bringing it back to the casual player i was talking about before maybe we're answering the question here and that there's nothing for casual players to do other than rank up so they either leave the game or they turn into one of those players that only cares about ranking up because that's I mean, there's the nothing for me to do also i'm asking is like what 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 is when i log on to siege like for example i got home the other day i logged on and i streamed and I said to everyone else, I want to play ranked because I haven't played ranked in a while. You know, let's jump on, let's play ranked. And if I was honest with myself, why did I log in and stream Siege and play ranked? Was because I just wanted to beat people. I just wanted to beat people. I wanted, 
a win and I wanted the dopamine that's released with that and that was it. There was nothing else for me to gain by streaming ranked other than that feeling. That I that's one of the things that break um it it makes the game very not pleasing to play. Mm. Because the only thing you're going in to do is this one thing. Yes. And if it if you don't get that you become angry, you become toxic, you don't put the same effort in as everyone else. One guy is on his rank up game, you're not. Right? Like it has high value for him, low value for you. Uh, you don't go in there feeling like you've gotten anything unless you want. I, I, I've made and, the argument before, if you have that mindset, you are one step away from just being burnt out and stopping the game. Mm. Because if, yeah, you, yeah, if, if you only have, okay, we have a rank system that is designed to get you where they think you deserve to be ranked as soon as possible and get you even matches based upon that. Now, granted, we can all meme about the rank system doesn't work, whatever. Okay. But that's the way the rank system is designed. That's what the rank system is designed to do. True. If you only get satisfaction out of winning and you're playing a rank system that is designed not as a progression, but as a way to get you into even matches as fast as possible, you are going to get burnout on this game very quickly okay uh and here's here's the other thing that i'll throw at you that, that that presents a problem here how can the devs trust any player feedback whatsoever because yeah the player feedback yeah. from that player is going to be what gives me the best chance of winning not what is best for the game and yeah, absolutely and 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 so that's a big problem as well absolutely but isn't that what isn't that what we almost always run into with the counters to have like half of some of the suggestions because they the suggestion might like let's take the idea of not being able to see your elo not seeing the actual number mm. right just the rank you can see your city. rank yeah but you won't know when you rank up yeah until you I do will it. argue yeah i would okay. argue that is 100 percent better for the game and for the player but a lot of players say no i want to know how close i am to rank no you don't you like the dopamine kick of being there, but you become a toxic asshole if you don't get it in that match. Whereas you still get the dopamine kick when you rank up. And you might even be playing a little bit better and taking a bit more serious through the whole thing because it, next game could be the one. Next game could be the one. In CS, you've never been able to see it. Yeah. And I don't think you can in Valorant either, right? You, you don't know when you're ranking up, do you? I, I, I don't think so, unless I'm missing something. Unless no, I'm not looking somewhere. I mean, you, you see the meter bar, don't you? Uh, when you're ranking up in Valorant, like when you get points after a game. That's I, your I, like, level. Okay, well, yeah. Your, and, and your great, normal level. I, I, yeah. haven't, I haven't played in like three acts. So, and, and they've changed the ranking system a lot since then. So I should, I should just keep yeah. my mouth closed, basically. I, either way, there, there are games where you don't know when you're ranking up. And I felt like when I played CS, which is a long time ago, sure. But every time... I was in a rank. I, I just wanted to get to that next one. Now in Siege, I know exactly when it's going to happen. It's happening in three wins. And then I win two, I lose four. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Will you try again next day? It's happening in six wins. I win five, I lose two. Oh, shit, right? Yeah. It, it just, it's a weird thing that doesn't add anything good. In CS, I would just log on every day and just grind and grind and grind because it yeah. was right around the corner. I'm, I'm sure I was going to get it. And I never felt like I was going backwards in rank because it was so rare that you actually dropped. It could just take you a long time to climb. Um, it felt way more rewarding. 
Um, the same with like the amount of points you get back and roll back and all of that. I think just hide the goddamn elo and then tell you some people that you've played against have been banned for cheating. You've received some adjustment to your rank. Thank you for your report. Don't give us the number. Don't let us know if it's positive or negative. Like, there's so much talk about the, those goddamn numbers and, and like yeah. people will look at a diamond three like he's much worse than a diamond one or like there's some <coughs> magical like a gate in between in terms of skill. I've like this season I've gone to champion back to diamond one back to champion and back to diamond one. So what are it's you? It's the same fucking people I play against all the time. <laughs> it's literally the same people all the time. So uh, bringing it back to the map, what would you guys do as far does this does this bring to light something that needs to change with the map ban? How would you change map bans? Do we get rid of map bans? What needs to happen to allow okay to allow that casual player that says, "Hey, I haven't played Siege in a year." They brought out a new map. I want to go play ranked and I want to try out the new map. You know, but I can't because everybody keeps banning it. You know, so so what would you guys do as far as the map ban system? I mean, I don't get a choice in Valorant. And I just suck it up, you know? Hey. People dodge. People dodge, of course, but you get one dodge a day, you're allowed before yeah. you incur penalties. So, you know, someone on the other team might dodge or someone on your team might dodge. And then the next, you probably get, you know, fracture again or whatever. And you're like, oh, shit, they dodge for no reason kind of thing, like whatever. And then you suck it up and you play it. I don't know. I guess, I mean, this is my best comparison is Valorant at the moment because it's the only other FPS that I'm really playing. And that, that seems to make me suck it up when I have to play, you know, uh, Breeze, for example. I'm not a big fan of Breeze, especially attacking side. I just, it's annoying me. So I just have to suck it up and learn how to play. CS, again, you, you press Q, you wait, you see green markers. Once it hits, you know you have a match ready, you click confirm. Once you've clicked confirm, you've said, I'm here, I'm not going to go AFK, I'm willing to play this match, right? Mm -hmm. You get a map dedicated, you play that game or you get a penalty. Right. That's how it should be. Because if, I have a chance of not clicking confirm if I'm out taking a shit or if I don't want to play yeah. or if something happens. But in Siege, I click play game. It finds me lobby without me even knowing. I, I don't know if I'm 30 seconds in or six minutes in, if there's eight out of 10 people or if there's six out of 10. I, I have no idea how close we are to getting in a match, right? Then I get three maps uh, allocated to me. I can vote and so can the people on my team and the people on the other team. And then we get the map that all of us are the, the least upset about playing. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a victory to anyone. Mm. I, I, I can say I want to remove... What about voting for the map you want to play instead? Sure. And, and well, it, do you want it like CS where it has like packages or do you just want it free for all? Like, blah, 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 blah. Honestly, I would much prefer that we had no say in what we played and we could go in and, and, and set a setting for, let's say there's 10 maps. I can go in and say there are two maps I would really, really like not to play. Okay. All right. And all right. if a decent amount of people in the same match has the same setting, we don't get that map. Okay. So we we've had we've had the no map bans we've experienced that all of us have uh, I love you know. it. okay I I think that the current system is better than that system but with a caveat at that time every single map was in ranked and that led to a lot of frustration 
the ranked map pool right now is much better than it used to be, you know? Sure, and, and, yeah. and, you know, you can you can argue all day, is Yacht a good ranked map or not? Okay, whatever. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that before map bans, there was a time whenever every map was in ranked and you just played whatever map came up. I think the current map system is better than that. However, I think that given the current map uh, ranked map pool and the fact that they do uh, curate the ranked map pool now, I think mm. I would be okay with going back to no map bans. Let's be fair, we had more fun before. Like, even though you like the new system more, we had more fun before. Because uh, even though you ended up playing maps that you didn't like, like yeah. I was not a big fan of playing, but I've, I've had quite a lot of kind of yeah. fun ranked games on playing. Yeah. Yeah, and you would have the crazy, some some crazy, like, remember the mirrors down downstairs? Yeah, and, and you like, know what? And that, that we weird... have to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get yeah. it. Yep. We didn't know the map. We didn't have a choice. We had to learn what the, what we were going to do. Now you don't. You just remove the new map for months and months and months. And ban it and ban it and ban it. And you play the same three maps that you know Why how to do. Why are we? I don't do Maybe way. I'm stupid because I obviously took a hiatus after invitational and you know did a bunch of val stuff and now i'm back like you know doing more siege things why is is wasn't there a model meant to be implemented just like the new op where you weren't allowed to ban it for a certain period of time or was that only test server no i don't think that model ever existed on the, the test server either right what I had a discussion with with someone about this. Not you guys, obviously. I would have remembered, but I had a discussion about the fact that you weren't allowed to ban the new op, and that that yes. would be happening with the new map or something to that effect. Okay. That there would be a model where that would stop that from happening to newly introduced things like the map and the operator. So I don't understand where where that the idea. The problem went. is like you you can't make the map ban and then make it so you can't ban the new map. Okay, my chat like, is saying that that did exist on the test, test server, by the way. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt oh, there, oh, but I wanted, okay, to correct, no, no, yeah. I wanted to Oh, he's saying yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. just new ops. I don't think the map oh, was ever protected okay. on the test server okay. that I'm aware okay. of. Sorry, Zeronic, I just wanted no. to clarify that. No, 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 that was cool. I, yeah, I think, we should, I think we should have a, a list of maps where I can go in and say, you know what, I'd like not to play uh, whatever, two maps out of, let's say, 12. Skyscraper and... and canal yep go on sure and then i think it should be made so we have 10 people and you've all mentioned the two or three maps that you'd like to play the least it doesn't mean that you will never get them but it means that if the majority of the people in that group doesn't want to play that map you will not get that map sure i think that is much better because like there's no there's no reason to have like 10 people that all hate the same map being forced to play on the same map. I know. Like, that kind like, of seems... no real... And then they're just going to dodge and it takes so long. And, oh. So, yeah, so I, I... pointless. Wouldn't logic say, though, that if that system was implemented, the majority of ranked players right now would have the new map as one of the maps that they don't want to no. play? Yeah, but what you do is you can just go in and say that you cannot put that one on your do not yeah. playlist for... Okay. Season. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. I'm good with that. Anything new introduced, you cannot you know, uh, veto that for one season, I, and and it has to be a full season. I think I think you know one potential downside, which I I think this is the best possible scenario. Let me just say that uh, to begin with. But you know, if I'm a random player out there, that's like I freaking love skyscraper. I'm not asking to play it all the time, but I just want to play it some. 
I think that Skyscraper would be one of those maps that would have a very high deselection rate from mm -hmm. players. And, you know, that player that loves Skyscraper m might not get to play it. Oh, well, I mean, sucks no, to be them. Also, yeah. there's, no, there's no alternative <laughs> because I, I didn't mind playing Tower on rank. Tower, Tower can span unless I'm in a five stack and we were lying that we were going to ban it, right? Right. And before that, I would play Tower one in 20 games. Right. Max. So I don't think that's going to change. Because there, there are going to be people that are going to have skyscraper on their map not to play. But there's also going to be people that have Outback, Canal, Cafe, mm. yep. like any map, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I think Ubi would get better info about what maps people had issues with and, and what to change. You could just go in yeah. and look at the maps that are all on the same, like the, the two maps that in the general population in a, in a certain set of ranks have the lowest uh, approval rate are the ones that they go in and tweak. Yeah. And and then once they receive a tweak, you cannot put them on your list of veto maps for a season. So let's say they come out with a, a hot fix or a, a, like a, it has to be a substantial change. It's not enough adding one hatch, right? Now, Cafe, Skyscraper, Outback, and Favela are all blocked. You cannot put them on the list of maps you don't want to play. Yeah. For a full season. Okay. Because they've yeah. all seen decent updates. I mean, rank 2.0 is coming out. This is a big test, you know. What's, does, what's does, the big downside to it? You're going to play I, maps you don't like I don't so think much. there is. I don't think there is. I really don't. Um, the, the, I mean, the downside is it's going to require some work on the back-end matchmaking and some things that they have to do. So rank 2.0 is, is coming out this year. It would be a great opportunity for them to address that. And I hope that they do. I really do. Um, Me too. Guys, I want us to play for fun. That's yeah, my well, goal. Speaking of fun, the new game mode. Uh, we've 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 so much fun. We, we've uh, we've been uh, whining a bit here. Uh, new game mode props, really well done. I think I'm gonna say it. I think it's my favorite game mode. It's the only mm. it's the only event game mode I've ever played where I do get actually a little bit of sweaty. Like if I'm looking and that score's close and we're getting close to the end, like I'm getting. I'm getting kind of sweaty that there. Golden Gun, though. Golden Gun was so good. And the way the bodies flew in. Maybe that's just my injury. Maybe that's a solo thing here, guys. Mute but... protocol. Mute protocol. Okay, that was, was really good, too. That's my second. It was, it was scarred by the, mm -hmm. by the glitches, and they had to shut it down. Remove the glitch and oh, think really about good. the game mode. I, I think a lot of things in Siege are like that, right? Like, the game mode was awesome. The, yeah. A lot so of the people that played it were not awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, like... That was that was the only problem in in my eyes with that one. Uh, I I really like the new event as well. It it was super fun. Big issue I have with it is there there is very little reason to play it for an extended amount of time. Correct. Like, I played it once and got um, it. Yeah, same. I, I I played it in like a fairly long go. I think I played it for like two hours, and then eh, it and this is the same thing with all siege events. Yep. There is quite a lot of cinematic to introduce all of a sudden when you start it up. The matches are fairly short. There's very little, like, why not make it so you progress a little in the event? Dude. Uh, like, you unlock your the different knives. You unlock those based sure. on how long you play. So it becomes more sure. fun over time, right? And, and the people That's that you play against get the air gap knives later on. That, that um, answers our question, by the way. That answers our question before. What is the one thing that limits Siege the most? 
is that we have one avenue of progression in the entirety of the game, yep. and that is ranked. Yep. And that is, I've now had a huge day, like epiphany moment of going, the only reason I play Siege in the way that oh. I play it is it's, it's like, oh, my eyes are like opening and the clouds are fucking drifting away. Yep. And I'm like, guys, guys, I only play ranked on Siege because it's my only progression. That is my only area where I can see a slider or a number or a fucking something go boo in any way, shape, or form. That is all we have. We don't in the events. We don't anywhere else. We may be at our level, but people gave up on that because it now doesn't mean anything. Rank. It I doesn't do anything. It doesn't add anything. I think there's well, some games where progression isn't, isn't the biggest thing in the world. Like, um, again, uh, CS and Valorant, once you have all your characters, uh, I mean, CS, there's no characters, but in, in Valorant, once you've unlocked all your agents, you don't need to go out hunting more because it's it's a very, and I know that like people are going to freak out, but it's a very simple game at its core. What the it goal is, yeah. is and what you have to do, you can become very, very good at it, without a doubt. Like, the, the, the skill ceiling is insane. But when I played CS, I played CS for the, the teamwork. It was about, you know, I will pop flash you in and you'll we'll take this site. And there was a lot of com communication. A lot of that doesn't exist in Siege. Hmm. And, and, and that's terrifying because it's so complex that half of the things you want to do, you can't really do it by yourself. Correct. And so it should be much more in Siege. But maybe some of that would be there if we were all a bit happier, a bit more friendly, and we had some more stuff to do. Because in yep. CS, if I wanted a little bit of a break from playing the competitive game out, I could go and play 1v1 or retake maps, or I could do knife maps where you surf around, right? Like. It was so much other stuff for me to do if I needed a little bit of break from CS competitive and I didn't want to play another game. I've had yeah. full days of just messing around with custom games in CS. I love um, Spike Rush and Val. That's a great mode as well. Exactly. But, but you had a massive, like, there was, there was a lot of opportunities and things for you to do. And it's kind of the same in, in Call of Duty or even in Battlefield. The, I played semi-comp Battlefield. And that's, that's 8v8 um shooty shooty no no uh, vehicles right okay but in between scrims and all of that i'd be on a massive server flying around on a helicopter yeah right yeah. like i could stay in the same game and there would always be something for me to do i cannot tell the difference between ranked and unranked and i agree casual is just a waste of time because if i have the time to play an unranked match i might as well play that over a casual um it, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I've been I've been preaching this for for a very long time, and I fully agree. I think you know, bringing it back to the event, I think that you you have a couple of different options, or maybe you do both. Okay, one, cater that casual player by providing them some type of progression for a skin unlock, or the more you play, the more packs you unlock, or something like that. Some type of progression there. Or two, you cater to that competitive player to get them more involved by just a simple leaderboard. And I know that that's going to open up like toxicity. It's going to open up. I don't care. Okay. It doesn't have to be a, a, a formal ranking system, just a leaderboard. So you win and maybe you get points for a win. You get points for kills and stuff like that. Points for captures. And those points go to a aggregate total. And there's a leaderboard that shows the top 500 or thousand or 20,000. And it shows your position on there. Just that would provide some incentive for me to get on and grind the new game mode and what it does is back to Zeronok talking about Battlefield is it takes me out of that ranked grind and I'm now playing the game that I love, but in a different setting. And it gives me a, just a different kind of reset in this game. 
And I think I think it's a win-win. Um, I think you're absolutely right, Jess. I think that uh, rank being the only form of progression has led us to a point where the only people yeah. playing the game are the sweats and the yeah. casual player base. And that's the big difference between CSGO and, and, and Siege. Siege has a casual player base background because it was on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. And unfortunately, we are heading to a point where that casual player base has moved on and all that's left are the tryhards. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Maybe the right decision would be, hey, it's a seven-year-old game that's going to happen no matter what. So let's embrace the competitive aspect of this game and double down on that. Or maybe there's something they could have done along the way or could do now to bring that casual player base back. Because I really miss my casual Siege nerds. I'm just gonna say it, I miss them. <laughs> they were my favorite people. Same. And it, it's it's terrifying that the slight argument that the game is old, yeah, for some people is is being used as if, oh well, they should just make no, they shouldn't just make a new one. No. It, like there are so many small little things that could make it so much better. But Seed sure as hell needs some fucking help right now. I'm scared to say things as well. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always scared to, like, like say, like, criticize something in Siege because then you seem like you're a hater and then, like, and, like, you're, you are genuinely saying something from the bottom of your heart because you love this game. How many years have we all been in this game? How much have we given of our lives to this game in, in differing forms? Um, I think it's fair to say that we say a lot of the criticisms with a lot of love because we want it to be better, sure. not because... Sure, and I'm not leaving, right? Like, and, I'm still and here. We're, we're still here, you know, considering, uh, you know, all of those things. So I think that for me, especially, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I want to... I want to say criticism, like the marketing thing, for example, is something I've said for a very long time. I think our marketing is very poor, but the people who are in charge of marketing, I want to give some leeway because I know they're trying their best to be the best marketing team that they can be. And they're blocked on whatever levels, you know, corporate levels and all those kind of things, but it's just not good enough. Like, I don't know who makes the decisions, but like something has to change on all of these different levels we're talking about for this to be the game that we love again and yeah. fall in love again with. And like, well, that's a scary thing. What I'm the most afraid of is it seems like there's been like massive budget cuts overall in general yes. from everything. Yeah. And and it, it doesn't take insider info or no. a, a, like rocket engineering degree or anything. There is, to my knowledge, uh, the whole idea of like bringing content creators to events. And it's not even because I'm salty because right now I'm, I'm training Dolgo. I, I'm not going anywhere mm. anyway. But to my knowledge they're not bringing people out to events and sure we we can say that that's a COVID thing or something uh yeah i don't know mm. you could have some small events where you brought people out and made some content around it uh they did do the tips videos that uh, that we all were involved in and so far i've gotten pretty good feedback about the ones we did I agree. again it was hard for people to find them and yes. now they're kind of lost because they're on a youtube channel uh, that you're not going to find by yourself. Uh, game plan, I think it's called or something, right? It's mm -hmm. not really being promoted in game. The Emerald Plains one is right now. Yeah. Um, but that's going to go out of the little news thing, and now then it's gone, right? It's, yeah. it's still going to be there, but no one's really going to find it. It's not going to pop up or pop off or anything. Um, the the ping thing with, with the leagues, the, the, the whole 
we have this little icon for the fucking mobile game in Siege. I don't mind that at all. But when I click on that, it gets bigger. Why the fuck do I not have that for comp? How can I not see the stats from every single team? Good on you, man. Like the the mobile game industry is insane and you're going to make tons of money. Great. Then we can get some of that money invested back into Siege, hopefully. But why why can't we see like the standing of teams in game? We, like CS had the whole picket challenge or pick him challenge, mm, which yeah. was a massive thing for years. You'd sit there and once you got it right, you got this little icon. I have like a, a super right? gold. Yeah, yeah. I have like a, oh, a, a fancy gold one for getting like 90% right or something, right? Mm-hmm. And that felt so awesome. I I followed the whole event. I was very excited about when when stuff went the right way. Why is that not in Siege? Like, you don't have to steal it or copy it, but there are so many ways you could could interact with all aspects of the community, right? Well, if you don't, if you're not on Twitter, you'll lose out on 90% of Siege news. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you don't follow Rainbow Six Game on Twitter, how do I know the Rengoku event? Me. Me, one of the most nerdiest motherfuckers in Siege, didn't know Rengoku event was happening until someone came into my my chat and said, Are you going to play the the Rengoku event? I'm like, what? What's that? Oh, I'm like, oh yeah, that thing. Uh, uh, What is it about? What do I have to, is it good? They're throwing knives. Okay, why are you telling me? Also, why aren't... Why aren't they telling like every content creator with that? Why are we not promoting it for again budget and stuff like? But yeah, but they don't have to pay me to tell me that the event's coming out, and then I can choose if I want to be live that day, right? Yep, yep. Like what's like? Fuck! I I I stream the game either way. I'm not asking for anything, right? I've I've never asked for anything. But why not just that? It could be a goddamn DM. Yo, events going live tomorrow. Okay, cool. What time? Uh, we're aiming at five. Um, you know, can't promise anything. Might be another day. All right, fair enough. I can choose if I want to gamble and be on and see if it goes live. Mm-hmm. But people couldn't do that because they didn't know. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know how it's doing right now, but in general, unless, unless there is something on in terms of, well, let's, let's be fair. Unless EU or NAL is on. There's never more than 10k people watching Siege. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's it at? What's it at now? I mean, seven seven point four. And that's with uh, means, Asia, right? Asia is playing right now, aren't they? No, they. There were. are less people watching Siege right now than there is watching the number five Valorant streamer. Wow. That hurts. Uh, and that's two days after a special event launched. Wait, let me see how many people on that. Remember, it just catches a thumbnail, so I can't be sure how many people on the front page are playing said special event. Dude, I, the, the moment the special event launched, I had 400 people watching me play ranked. I started playing the special event. I played two games. I was down to 200. That's how freaking sweaty... Okay, maybe you, I'm, I'm still scrolling. Okay, you, you can blame that on my I'm down community. To three viewers, I'm down to the three mm-hmm. viewer streams. There's I haven't found a single one playing the 
There's Come no. On, there, where are you guys? So the, that's the, a gun. That's a gun. That's oh, is that a shotgun? No, sorry. So to be yeah, fair, like something like CS has a lot of viewers on Twitch because there's always competition and people are like they really care about that, right? If I'm if I go on CS right now, CS overall has like a uh, hundred thousand viewers right now. One of them is uh, like a thirty k, a twenty k uh, competition. Most of it is just competitions. When I then go to find the first where it's just a person streaming it, I, I, I have it. to get. They've got one viewer. Far. <laughs> I have to get fairly far. So CS isn't doing insanely good because of the individual content creator or anything on Twitch, right? Um, but but it's not that important for CS because it has so much other stuff going for it. But in Siege, this is all we have on Twitch. We have competition every now and then, which will get the viewer numbers up. Then we have a ton of people that are streaming it with a fair amount of passion. Um, but the interest isn't really there. There's so much stuff that could be done that would make well, it more interesting to follow and watch. And if, back, if back, I'm watching, sorry. Uh, back to our progression uh, topic that Jess was talking about there. Imagine if I could title my stream working on Sledge Mastery today instead of trying to hit yeah. freaking plat today. You know what exactly. I mean? And now, and now I watch you to learn lineups for my sledgehammer, for grenades, exactly. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm grinding. You see that with Call all the time. Like literally the title of the Call of Duty streamer will be grinding dark yeah. matter camo today. Or getting all my ARs gold. Getting all my ARs gold. Getting all my SMGs gold. Like that, that, yeah. will, that is content. And, and I would promise you if, if we watched the three of us play yeah. and yeah. we didn't speak, there was no cam, it was just the gameplay, nothing else, no names, no identifier, right? Yeah. Outside of maybe a little bit of aim left and right, um, there'd be no way of telling. Like, we're all doing the same. We're just jumping in game, we're playing a ranked game, and yes. that's it. Yeah. There's, there's no difference in the content per se, right? This this whole podcast made me really sad. It has because I think I'm, I'm in a very unique position at the moment in 2022 where I had to make the big scary leap of moving across from one game to another. And I have come to realize as playing a lot more Valorant recently than I play Siege that there is so much good stuff in other games that Siege could not necessarily copy but use their own replication of. I mean, they could copy it because sure, the, however all other games copy it, right? I, I don't think it's a shame. I I played the uh, Val uh, back in the Project A thing as well, mm. and I was fairly vocal about like Val just copied a fuck ton of stuff. Yeah, it's still yeah. good, and you don't yeah. have to claim the idea that you invented the fucking gun in a video game. Right. Right. No. Like. Right. Oh, it's five v five or but six. But Siege doesn't or, need or, to like, do that. There's so much stuff that they don't even need to copy you know, face for face. There's so much stuff that they could just even do a, a fifth of, a quarter of that, and it would fit into the Siege landscape and environment really well, and things would progress quite well. And I think that, that, that this whole conversation hurts me dearly because I come back and the first thing I want to stream is Siege. I now sit in this podcast and the first realization I have is the only reason I want to stream Siege is because I want to see my rank progress and there's nothing else for me to look at. I, there's no other skins. I don't want to buy the event skins because I have to buy the entire packs. I, I like... I open up Val, the very first thing I do when I go on my computer, I open up Val to see if there's another skin that I like or if there's not. What about, you know, what I want to play with, who's online. 
You know, yeah. like it's, do I want to play Spike Rush to wake up in the morning, have a coffee with, and then shoot off to do my errands? Like, like I, I don't I, play casual in Siege. I went, through the exact, I went through the exact same, same thing, Jess, um, you know, probably six months to a year ago. I got bitten okay. by the Valorant bug. And when yep. you go into that game and you really start digging into it, it opens up your eyes to a lot of things yep. that are going on within Siege. Yep. But I will, no, like, like, okay, full disclosure, as a content creator, there has never been a safer bet than Valorant. From the second that the Project A or whatever was announced, we knew Riot is coming out with an FPS. It is going to be a banger. If you're a content creator and you build your channel upon Valor and you do things right, you will have a job for like the next 10 years probably, at least. For me personally, I just didn't have the same romance in Valorant that I've had in Siege. Yeah, and I agree. You know, I, like I don't know what it is because Valorant's an awesome game. I, I I'm not like taking anything away from it, but my God, there's just I don't know. I go back to like the 2018 Invitational and just like sitting there in that room and freaking Exal Alexander Remy coming up and just fucking being in that room with like all the people who are making decisions in Siege and then just being in that arena with all the people who love this game, and I just feel like I have been spoiled by that moment for the rest of my content creation and career because i had momentum going in valorant if i would have stuck with it i i would have i would be in so much of a better shape right now that i currently am and i could probably even just put siege down in all honesty but i just couldn't find that same romance and i just yeah it's also like it's gonna take me a while it's gonna take me a while i don't a think that this, this discussion shouldn't be so much about like if it's easier to do it in one or the other it, it should be about like is the game What's good for the game, right? Because at the end of the day, like we are really not that important. Mm. We really aren't. Like any any game will automatically get someone who will rise to do content or whatever. Like no matter what, it will just happen, right? Sure, we can move from one game to another. Or I happen to like Siege. I want it to work. I mm. I really do. But I feel fucking terrible for the devs that work on Siege. For so long, when it was just yep. skyrocketing, it was going good. And small decisions could have made things a lot different now, right? If if they were in development in, you know, four years ago, if they just realized some of the things that should probably be in a game of the size that they're trying to get it to, instead of sticking with things for so long that it now starts becoming a little too late to change it. They, they've lost all the data from Operation Health and before, right? Like all your I stats know, are yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah. We just have the chance. My overall kills haven't updated in, I don't know, this entire season, I think. <laughs> um, even if they were to do a progression, how are they going to... What about all the lost data, right? Like, are we just going to mm -hmm. start from that day? Fair enough, it's better than nothing. Uh, I noticed I got that little rainbow icon hitting level 500, yeah. and I... Yeah, what was that all about? Did you ever get an answer on that? Coolest... Apparently it just happens when you hit level 500 and it goes away at 501. I was hoping it would like stay with you, but then like maybe no, no. your number would be overlaid on top no, of it. You it, know? it was just okay. a cool little Easter egg at level 500. Most people are never gonna get there. Yeah. And that is such an awesome little thing, mm. right? I've played this game for so many thousand hours. 
I feel like I know 90% of like the, the secrets and the background mm. stuff and things that were supposed to be there and not, I had no idea about this. Mm. I was generally surprised. It was the day of getting level 500, it was stream title, blah, blah, blah. I get level 500, my fucking level is a rainbow and I am happy. Like that is some, I'll never forget it. How much does it fucking cost to do that? I know, I know. We had like a joy in chat for 20 minutes over that thing. Yeah. It's such yeah. a small thing. Well, yep. Why is that not being highlighted more? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think we're all on the same page there. Um, Unfortunately so. We're on a very be, long, please, sad please. Yeah, page of like us <laughs> begging, oh, just put their hands up like this. I mean, I, I would love to continue to be like uh, a variety FPS streamer in a way where I can keep highlighting the great stuff about Siege because I love it so much. And, and it's not that, you know, playing ranked is quote unquote boring. This is one of the best seasons I've ever played, you know, especially last season we spoke about it and then moving into this one and everything. I, I really and you know all of those things i think azami is one of the best operators to ever be added so i really think there's like the, all these really good directions mm. of things that already existed and they're just like updating and making better um but i do hope that yeah i can i can keep loading up siege and and play in a way where i'm like i'm happy you know like i don't know i just want to be i want to feel like i'm having a good time when i play siege not that i'm like if I lose a game, I'm like, okay, what's next? Yeah. That's that's probably yeah, a sad I, thing. I will also say, like, one thing Valorant has going for it, and and, and even CS, it, it's such an... Um, fuck, any, any other FPS game I can think of that has, like, a matchmaking thing. Mm. I cannot lock on without having someone cheating in, in a day. Yeah. It will yeah, not sure. happen. I cannot play one day... Without having a cheater. In Siege. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I've never seen a cheater in Val Wait. The first I mean, week I played Valorant years ago. I've, I've, I've seen them and I've seen them get banned and I've seen them on stream. But yeah. I can easily sit and watch a full stream without seeing anyone play against that. Yeah. At least something that is played. And I, I couldn't give a shit if it's a closet cheater because we don't notice it. And the viewer doesn't notice it. And it doesn't feel like it's a waste of time. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Well, even going a week, ignoring everything, not reporting anyone for cheating or anything, you still, like, every day, you just see, and there's a name you played against, there's a name you played against, there's a name you played against. Yeah. It's good that they're banning them, but it's not enough. And it, it kills it for the viewers as well. It's the same with a streamer mode, right? Like, every streamer playing ranked is bitching about stream snipers, because it's horrible. But imagine how fucking boring it is watching yeah like it it is not an easy game to sit and watch because no, and that's what kind of pissy it, it 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 really as a as a streamer you notice that when you try to play other fps titles um you know unless it's a really hot title or something like kind of like mainstream like going on it's tough to get a siege viewer to convert to watch you play another game i can't even get siege viewers to watch me play the special event in siege they're trying to queue against you and see. <laughs> Let alone. I was gonna say your fucking viewership tamed when you played that event, and like my heart dropped because I was like, "Is it just me?" Because people know me of playing like comp, and I do it with my stack, and I'm I'm sweaty. So I was like, "Oh, I've kind of set the title for like that's what sure. people know me as." So like maybe that's why for me viewership would drop. But then you're like, you know, Jess, I went into the event. I'm like, don't tell me. 
Don't tell me. Don't tell me your viewership dropped as well. And you're like, yeah, oh. it tanked. And I'm like, the day man, man, I like. I, the my first question broke. I got was, are you going to play ranked? Yep. <laughs> I locked on to play the new event. I locked on to play the new event. No, no, get off. The first question nope. in chat. Nope. <laughs> are you going to play ranked? Yep. Like, what the? <laughs> And you know, you I, you know it, it is what it is. Do you guys want to? We got uh, ten minutes. Do you guys want to talk about the Twitch mm. leaks real quick as before we end sure. here? Um, <laughs> so there was a Bloomberg report that reported on some potential leaks that Twitch is looking at making uh, changes to the partnership program, and there was a list mm. of a lot of different things. Uh, the big thing that grabbed the most attention is that for partners, um, and and this isn't every partner. Okay, um, th there are some partners that have a 70-30 revenue split with subscriptions. So if you pay $5 to subscribe to some partners out there, they get 70% of that $5 and Twitch gets 30%. And they're looking at bumping that down to 50, which is default, by the way. Even for, for a normal partner, whenever you start up, uh, it's 50-50 revenue split for subs until you reach a certain threshold and renegotiate and then you get the 70-30. Okay. So they're looking at bringing those partners down to that 50-50 split. They're also looking at adding uh, added incentives for running more ads. Uh, and then what else was in there? Anything I'm missing? It was it basically came down to they want they want to incentivize partners to run more ads, and they they're looking at reducing that revenue split. Yeah, I mean, th there's one that's much more important than any of it. Yeah, essentially removing exclusivity. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which would be a great thing. More. I mean that. Everyone's angry about the potential cut on the sub revenue. They've already cut sub sub revenue, whether people have realized it or not, because the subs cost different in different countries. Yes, right. correct. And they well, had to subsidize it for a year more. Yes, and and they subsidized it, but they're not going to keep doing that. And people kind of forgot no. about that. The increased yep. ads, I'm fifty fifty on that because sure, it's annoying watching ads, but on the other hand, like you can't just fucking get content for free all the time every time I without know. like. What's that woman's Bro. name? You sound like that woman. You're like, I've been streaming for five hours and you don't have five dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> it's like there are ways to get around not having ads if you really don't like them. Sure. But you can't be mad that there's gonna be ads running. It's gonna suck if they're there all the time. Like twenty like right now, uh, there's that default setting you you all got that pop-up. Yeah. I think I just clicked yes and moved on. But I think it's three minutes per hour is, is the default setting now mm -hmm. if you don't change anything. And if you choose to run your own ads at times where it fits better, like let's say between queue times and stuff like that, they're yeah. not going to hit in a clutch. I keep forgetting because I, I never manually run an ad. I just don't notice. Yeah. But I'm not going to be fuming that they do that. I hope they will do the non-exclusivity because then it doesn't matter what cut they're going to take on anything. If you could stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all of this at the same time, yeah, you imagine. that increased um, exposure is going to be worth way more than any, any sub-revenue you could possibly imagine. Imagine you streaming on TikTok Live like while also on Twitch. Yeah. If that becomes a thing, I... I they could, they could take the sub thing away from me. Like I would rather have that than. Hmm. I don't. I I have like Twitch enough. I'm happy streaming on Twitch exclusively. Like that was never a problem with me. 
the split obviously was always an issue, and that was obviously I mean, the, fought the, back and forth depending the on my region. The problem with exclusivity is that it, it's it's insane to ask people to do that. Yes, yes, correct. With especially from, with the kind of split. From a fairness perspective, it just makes no sense. If your product was truly good and better than everyone else, you wouldn't have to force people to stay. Yeah. Right. Like that's. I think that's the big. Mm. So, have you guys ever streamed on YouTube? I think before I was a Twitch partner, I might have, but just to see what it was like. It's, it's a different culture there. I'm just going to say yeah, that. I've um, seen it. I've seen it because I watched Is, it, is it heavy? Okay. Well, it's just a different culture there. Uh, they're not as, they're not as, like, the, the culture of subscribing is not there. I'm not, maybe okay. that's changed slightly, but like, they're like, uh, the average YouTube viewer has zero interest in subscribing to you. Um, okay. And, and the it, ad revenue kicks ass. The ad revenue, okay. yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Ad, better ad revenue. Um, higher viewership but I, I find the chat is i think it's i think that uh at least for me and everybody's gonna be different so as a primary youtuber you upload clips you're uploading commentaries which, which features you know highlights from your gameplay and then a youtube viewer watches that and then come and watch you stream and it, it just seems like a lot of time they're like dude this is nothing like your video blah, blah, blah. you know what i mean like it's just imagine if you were streaming on twitch you had your twitch chat up and there was also one on YouTube where you didn't read the chat. Yeah. Like, what's the loss? There is none. There is none. Um, Dude, yeah. That'd be great. No, I, I, you can also I, turn I agree. chat off. Especially for, especially for me. Like no. this, that would, that would be a real game changer for me. I've got 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. Huge exactly. audience, huge audience. Yep, like exactly. I, I mean, if I stream on YouTube, I get three to four times the viewership that I get on Twitch. And you, you could do it on TikTok and then all the Zoomers can sit there and do their little hearts or whatever they do. And you don't oh, is have that what to you say do? anything. Oh. I don't know. I think so. I don't know either, but yeah, I yeah, assume I, you can react on it. I, but, but yeah, I then you can react or can, can you not stream on Instagram as well? Is that not a thing? I don't know. I'm sure it is. You can stream on Instagram, yeah. yeah. Imagine if you could stream See? on all the platforms. Wow. Be, I don't know be... how good my internet needs to be, but I... I'm going to look into it. This sounds well, crazy. We'd stream this to sounds... digest and then split it so it wouldn't require anything else. This sounds like an awful decision for Twitch. I mean, it does. It really does. I uh, them uh, scaling their ad revenue is going to be they they make no. They're money still going to have exclusivity with some of the bigger streamers, though. You know, some of the ones but, that have signed but, already. They've already got exclusivity. The thing everyone's missing is Twitch makes fuck all on subs, nothing. Like, it is such a small amount of the money that Twitch makes that is off subs. It is all ads. Mm. that's is the only thing that makes twitch real money okay do we have we ever mm. seen a breakdown of their income like is that, is go, that, is go that watch like... Nash explain it like he works together with twitch and has a youtube channel he put a video out i think actually today talking about this whole well, bloomberg thing yeah I it mean, is so... certainly low amount 20 uh, percent of the entire viewership on twitch is normally on the top channel at any given time like 20% of all the viewers on Twitch were on XQC when he made that video. Yeah. He just loaded it up instantly. And he, then he does the math. Okay, how many how many subs are there? How many subs are like spread over the platform? What's the cut? What do they get? Compared to the CPM on ads, the subs are almost nothing. Okay. Interesting. Mm. It's a big thing for most streamers. Like it, it matters a lot for the individual streamer, but it doesn't make Twitch a lot of money. All right. Well, let's um 
let's wrap up here, guys. Um, yes, I have a meeting to get to, so I'm going to be somber elsewhere. Any any <laughs> any closing thoughts uh, from me? From either <sighs> of you? Yeah, please play Siege and have fun. Yeah, yeah. Play the new map. Learn it. Have fun. Um, I won't be at the major. I don't know if any of you guys will. So if you want to advertise the fact that you'll be there and everyone come high five, undecided distance, undecided. Understood. Okay. Undecided. I mean, I could, I could very easily go. Um, mm. you know, it's on the east coast. I'm on the east coast. I could even drive exactly. if I really wanted to. I mean, I, I do want to. <sighs> That's know. not enough. I don't know. <laughs> well. I, I put you in a bad spot there. I'll let you. You figure that out. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. I think we'll be back when we're back, right? TBD. We'll be back <laughs> yeah. when we're, we're back. We're like the, the, the most indecisive podcast in the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. All it's right. It's been a pleasure, See guys. You guys. Bye.